This is George Dion for KNAC.com, and I'm here with Mark Tremonti, guitarist and founder of Alterbridge. If I knew absolutely nothing about Alterbridge, how would you describe the band's music to me? I'd say we are a hard rock, hard rock band, <laughs> hard rock band that enjoys what we do. That's right. No frills. And I have to agree with that on your latest album out now, Pawns and Kings, Napalm Records. Uh, this album is a bit of an inspiring story, I thought, sort of navigating life's pitfalls and our internal struggles. Is that something you and the band felt like you needed to make a positive album coming out of uncertain times? Yeah, you know, we like to write songs that mean a lot to us. And um, we're either drawing from life's experiences or, the, or our friends' experiences and uh, what's going on in the world around us. So, you know, I think sometimes when you make a musical bed with the moods that we set, um, the lyrics are just kind of, uh, you're kind of drawn to those types of lyrics. Absolutely. And you guys have released uh, quite a few songs from the album, either through a visualizer or a video or a lyric video, stuff like that. So I don't know which songs you wrote, but do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the single This Is War? Yeah, This Is War is, uh, you know, that was a song that I thought should have been the first single, actually. You know, I thought it was just a good, uh, good, powerful, energetic track. And that's pretty much... Um, speaking about a war you're having in, with yourself, you know, kind of an internal struggle. Um, a lot of people think that this record is based upon the, the war that's going on uh, in the Ukraine, but it's, uh, it was all written prior to that. So it's, it's just kind of a sad coincidence. Another one of the songs that you released from the album is Silver Tongue. It's sort of uh, an evil seducer who people use their words to get their way. It's just kind of, people you've uh, come across in life you know being in the music business that's 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 all you come across it seems like you know it's uh, you know the music business has gotten tamed down a lot in these recent years but back back in the days when cds were selling like crazy um this definitely was a uh, a business where you were seduced by by words and uh, we've we've learned our lessons many times over and you have more control over putting your music together and kind of getting it out there these days versus the early years. Absolutely. You know, we were, um, you know, back in the days, the, the business was, you know, you're at the mercy of the business. You had to, you had to, um, you know, you had to please a lot of people nowadays. You just got to please yourselves and please your fans. And I think that's, that's a very uh, liberating feeling. Another one of the songs you release is the album's title track, Pawns and Kings, kind of a longer song to be a single, but uh, a great song if you want to talk a little about that. Yeah, that song is, uh, I think it's about six and a half minute tune. It's one of my favorite songs on the record. It was probably for me the hardest song to, uh, to get up here in the brain. You know, there's a lot going on in that song. Um, I think it was a good snapshot of what this album is about because I think this is a very complicated record. There's a lot of, it's a very dense record musically. So that song was a good first, you know, first song to release to everybody because it kind of gave everybody a good picture of what this record's about. Now, I, I haven't heard every song that Alter Bridge has done, but I saw that you did a song. There was a song here with you on vocals called Stay. Is that the first time you've done something like this on an Alter Bridge record? No, I've done that a few times, you know, back, um, I think the first time I did it was a song called Words Darker Than Their Wings, where me and Miles um, spoke about uh, 
our different opinions on on uh, on the way we look at faith and God and and uh, and then uh, the next record I believe it was Waters Rising I did and then I did a song called Forever Falling and now this is the fourth song I think I'm saying on I mean I sing I sing a lot of backup vocals but as far as lead vocals go I think this is the fourth song I've done with Alter Bridge. So you and Miles are the main contributors as far as lyrics are concerned. And do you ever have any issues where, you know, you said on that one song that you had differing views on one thing, does that ever kind of get in the way of putting a song together? No, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're brothers. We're songwriting brothers. So we get along great. And uh, I think we fill each other's gaps. I think over the years we've gotten more similar as the years have gone by, but in the beginning um, he was the more, atmospheric um you know um artistic kind of guy i was the, i was the more straightforward metal guy and we've kind of come together and i suppose if you had any disagreement you guys could just you know you could put it on your solo album he could put it on his solo album that, exactly that's the best thing about solo records you, you never have to worry that a song you really love is not going to see the light of day i think your latest single is holiday if you want to talk a little bit about that one uh, we have, we, I don't think we've released that one yet. Um, I think we did, uh, we released the record, but um, the four song was Sin After Sin that came out of the first four. Um, Holiday, I don't know, might be a single coming up at some point, but um, speaking on Sin After Sin, you know, that's a song that, uh, another six and a half minute song that uh, I remember just sitting here thinking, I want to write something heavy and slow and just do me and gloomy and just heavy so I, I set a really slow drum loop broke out an octave pedal and just wrote the initial riff and for the next month I just kept on writing ideas to try to finish this idea and before you knew it I had too many parts and um, had to keep on getting rid of these parts until I came up with a six and a half minute arrangement of all my favorite parts that were left you guys uh Utilize the services of Elvis Basquette. Again, I sort of like your go-to guy. Is he like the unofficial fifth member of Alter Bridge? Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's an incredible producer. He's got great sensibilities. He gets the best um, performance out of each and every band member. He treats us all different. He knows everybody's strengths. Uh, we feel comfortable with him. We trust him. And he's got just the he mixes better than anybody I've ever heard. And he lives 10 minutes down the street. I could, I could probably ride my bike to his house. <laughs> In the one sheet, it says that he compares Pawns and Kings to your 2013 Fortress album. Do you think that's a good comparison? Uh, yeah, I think of all the records we've put out, that would probably be the closest um, record that we've had to this one. Okay. Uh, was there something special about Fortress to the band? Um, I would have thought Blackbird because everybody's talking about that right now. Well, Fortress was, uh, you know, it seems, it seems that the fan, our fan base really loves that record. I think it's a lot of people's favorite, you know, one of their favorites. Um, I think the AB3 Fortress Blackbird run, those three records in a row, are, I think are, are our, fa our fan favorites. So to be able to tap back into that era with the fan base and have people say that this is up there with those records is uh, inspiring for us because we're just trying to keep on getting, um, you know, trying to become better songwriters every day. So it's, um, you know, it's good to see that the fans appreciate it. And you guys are heading out on a European tour pretty soon. I want to say within the next week or so, and 
UK kind of embraced Alter Bridge and never let go ever since their debut. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, way back in the very beginnings of Alter Bridge, it was a real struggle for us. We we met a lot of obstacles and, you know, a lot of a lot of people just discounted the band because we were the guys from the band Creed and they just thought this was a continuation of that. We were trying to reinvent ourselves as much as we could. And because Creed didn't do much in Europe, we got to go over there and be this fresh new band that nobody was, you know, judging or comparing. And so it was it was right out out of the gate successful over there for us you recorded three at least three shows for a live release uh, over in the uk the wembley released royal albert hall in the o2 are you going to be recording while you're out on this european tour um who knows you know we if we do we got to do something different you know it's hard to you know we've done the we've done the symphony we've done the big arenas we uh, we got to come up with something new if we're going to do it because we've got a lot of stuff. You know, we've recorded live at the Heineken Music Hall in Amsterdam as well. And we got a lot of live stuff. So it would have to be special. Well, hey, there's the Grateful Dead has a lot of live stuff and Dave Matthews Band has a lot of live yeah, stuff. Why yeah. not be the heavy metal version of those groups? You know what? We've got to be um, well rehearsed for that you know i think it wouldn't be the very beginnings of this tour it would be the end of this record cycle when we would do that there's nothing like recording a dvd on songs you're just learning how to play live you know we, we'd have to give it give it a minute how many songs do you think you're going to incorporate from the new album right now we have about five on the set list is anybody opening for you guys or just an evening with alter bridge no we have hailstorm and mammoth over in, in europe awesome yeah are you going to be heading to the States after this tour or is this everything just yeah. suggested? It's tough to say. No, we're hitting the States in January and uh, we do, we do a three week run, take two weeks off and do another three week run. And that that's with mammoth as well. And a band called red. And then um, summertime, we're going to try and hit all the big festivals in the States and over in Europe. Then after that, there might be another U S we might do three U S tours this, this year. So or next year. Excellent. Um, like I said, everybody seems to be talking about Blackbird now because it's the 15th anniversary. Uh, the, uh, this is sort of the album where Alter Bridge came into their own. You defined yourself as a band, I believe. Is it, What do you think about that release and why it's kind of so special to people right now? Uh, well, Blackbird is probably the, you know, the favorite of the band and the fans. You know, I think that song itself is, is probably my proudest moment. Uh, with the band and uh i think that's the first record where we knew how all the pieces fit in the band miles didn't play guitar on the very first record and this was the first record where i was like dude you're an excellent guitar player and you didn't even tell me about it you know I, I saw him playing kind of rhythm guitar in the mayfield four but never um he never showcased what he can really do um you know in, until i saw him one day sitting in, in my guest room playing jazz i was like man you're way too good to not be playing guitar in this band. So I think Blackbird was the first record where me and Miles really kind of combined forces as a songwriting team and a guitar playing duo. And uh, we all just kind of had our role set at that point. Does anybody work their solo material into an Alter Bridge live set? I know everybody seems to have a side project. Miles has Slash and solo stuff and Scott has projected which you also worked on and you have your solo stuff. So is it, is it out of the ordinary to hear that stuff at an Alter Bridge show? 
Yeah, no, Alter Bridge has seven records now, so we got way too much stuff as it is to be adding in solo stuff. It's uh, yeah, too. All, you know, we've I've always been uh, of the mind to keep keep uh, Creed out of Alter Bridge and keep Alter Bridge out of the solo project. Keep them keep them all separate. Does it make things complicated trying to work solo projects around Alter Bridge because everybody seems to have a hand in one? The most complicated thing is trying to remember all this stuff. I'm spending all day long and all night playing through these songs and forgetting stuff nonstop and going, man, I, I just memorized that entire Tremonti. I, we had the Tremonti stuff dialed in and now I got to reset and get back into Alter Bridge as I'm rehearsing for Sinatra because at the end of the Alter Bridge tour, I've got a Sinatra show. So it's a lot of stuff, uh, you know, circling around in my brain right now. And we had spoken before when the Tremonti Sings Sinatra album came out and it was a part of your Take a Chance for Charity organization raising money for the National Down Syndrome Society. So how has the response been to that release as far as fundraising is concerned? Oh, it's been amazing. You know, I think we've raised about a, uh, three quarters of a million dollars at this point. So we're, uh, you know, hopefully in the next year or so we hit that million dollar mark, which will make me very happy. And We'll only have 99 more million to go before I'm satisfied with the take a chance for charity things. I want to get, um, you know, I'd love to raise a million dollars on my own and then have all these other people challenge one another to do the, the same project. You know, we, the very first project just came in. It's the, um, there's a local t uh, radio show called the monsters in the morning on 104.1 and they just recorded an entire record uh, and their radio radio DJs. And they're, they're singing on these, on this record to raise money. They're the first guys to come and do it. I've got a bunch of other friends that want to do it, but I want to keep, I want it to be like the ice bucket challenge where people just keep on uh, asking other people to do the challenge and we raise a hundred million dollars doing it. So fingers crossed. And you mentioned at the end of the Alter Bridge run here, you got a couple of Sinatra shows set up. You got one in London, England on December 15th and one in Orlando, Florida on December 29th. Are you going to be doing like the whole big band thing with the orchestra? Oh yeah. It's a 17 piece band. Nice. Yeah, it's 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 one of the most exciting things in the world. I mean, hearing these guys behind you is is uh, is nuts. It's, it's it's some next level stuff. It's kind of a different experience. Instead of having blaring guitar in your ear, you have like these loud brass and woodwind instruments. It's incredible. Yeah, wearing the wearing the tux, you know, getting up there and uh, you know, it's a very personal thing too. Even though I'm singing, you know, these other people's songs, it's. Uh, it's such a personal thing because that that vocal is very exposed. There's no there's no backing vocals. There's no, you know, crazy effects going on. This is just a very straightforward thing. And it's a it's very emotional, fun show. And we're going to we're going to start throwing in some uh, since it's December around the holidays. We're going to start throwing in some Christmas songs into the set as well. I did want to say, as someone from New England, it's pretty gutsy wearing a Lions uh, hoodie over there. At least there's somebody out there supporting it. <laughs> I grew up in Detroit. You know, my Tigers, my Lions and Tigers are, uh, I'll be with them till the end. You know, the only the only team is that I didn't really get behind a lot in Detroit was the Pistons, just because I moved to Chicago and became a massive Bulls fan and during the whole dynasty. So <laughs> everybody was a fan during the dynasty. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, you know, I lived in Chicago when the Bears won in 85. I lived in Detroit when the Tigers won in 84. I'm just waiting for that big Lions win. <laughs> Do you have any other music projects you're kind of working on while you have a little bit of downtime with Alter Bridge? 
Um, well, I'm, I'm working on a project that I'll probably be going into the studio in April on. It's, uh, it's a top secret project, just like the Sinatra thing was. Uh, hopefully it happens. You know, it's, we're just, just in the initial stages of it. I've also done some work with, um, uh, in the pinball world. I'm a pinball collector and um, I want to get as involved as I can. So I have some friends in the pinball world that have been nice enough to let me uh, be a part of a couple of pinball machines. So I'm getting music in those and, and uh, living the dream in the pinball world. I don't want to put you on the spot, but what do you, what, what are kind of like your favorite pinball machines? Medieval madness uh, is probably my favorite of all time. Um, my favorites right now are probably uh, iron maiden. Um, yeah, any, anything, uh, Eric Muner or, um, Keith Elwin, all their designs. Avengers is a great machine. The Jurassic Park is, is amazing. The, uh, Monster Bash, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pinball fanatic, so I can keep going all day. There was this one pinball machine I would, on my breaks from college, I would go down and play. It was by Bally's. It was called Safe Cracker. I had that one. That is an awesome pinball machine. I can't find it anywhere. And I can find pieces of it, but the machine I can't find. That's a collectible machine. You got those little tokens, you know, it's, it's one of the only machines where when you play it, you're at a, you're on a time limit to gain points. So not, not, you could lose as many balls as you want. So that was, you know, it's a little small machine. Right. Uh, when you finally win that token though, that, that, that particular game level, it was a little disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I had it a long time. I only kept that one for, about six months. You know, good thing about pinball is if you like a machine, buy it. You can always sell it for equal value and just trade it into another game. And yeah, that's it. the pinball world's very everybody's friendly to one another. <laughs> well, those are all the questions I have for you today, Mark. Uh, the new album is Pawns and Kings. It's out now through Napalm Records. Fantastic record, and I want to thank you for thank taking you. the time to speak with knac.com. Thank you so much for having me.